Today is Wednesday, July 5th, 2023. On the show today, Activision, Blizzard, and Microsoft have just finished court hearings down in San Francisco. They are trying to convince the FTC to allow their merger. We're gonna update that situation. Plus, Air Canada had a bad holiday weekend. We're gonna look at that. Also, it didn't take long for Rogers to start making personnel changes following its merger with Shaw. We'll look a little bit deeper into what's happening there. Meta is poised to go head-to-head, it seems, with Twitter. We're going to discuss that. And finally, today, uh, Quebecor is taking action in response to the passing of Bill C-18. Let's get started with today's news. Microsoft and Activision Blizzard have just wrapped up a five-day court hearing down in San Francisco. And in the hearing, the FTC is seeking a preliminary injunction, and they're trying to make sure that the proposed acquisition of these companies doesn't complete before an upcoming trial, which is scheduled for next month. They have a fear that the two companies are going to push the deal through before all the jurisdictions have actually even approved the deal. Then any FTC action would be harder to enforce after the fact. During the hearing, a few interesting facts came to light, and I'm going to cover a few of them today. First off, Phil Spencer, who is Microsoft's CEO of gaming, he noted that revenue from mobile gaming is now growing at a faster rate than gaming on PCs or on consoles. And this is one of the reasons that they seem to be pushing so hard to get the deal completed. There is a a very long runway, it appears, in this space. And so Microsoft wants to make sure that they are in a position to be uh, a key player or to continue to be a key player in this area here. It was also revealed that Sony, of course, the maker of the PlayStation consoles, has been paying some developers, some game developers, fees to discourage them from shipping certain games to Microsoft's Xbox platform. Some of the titles that were mentioned were Ghostwire Tokyo and Deathloop. I've played neither of them, but I'm sure a lot of you have. During the hearings, FTC's lead lawyer, who is James Weingarten, he pushed Microsoft to confirm that they wouldn't be pulling any future Call of Duty games from the PlayStation consoles. Um, Of note, during the hearings, Spencer apparently didn't really immediately agree to that condition. The FTC um, also presented a document from Microsoft's Satya Nadella that showed that Microsoft is aiming to generate $500 billion by the 2030 fiscal year with a at least a 10% year-over-year growth rate. They also introduced a document that said Microsoft's security, compliance, identity, and management business could reach $100 billion in revenue by the 2030 fiscal year. Now, obviously, Microsoft has a lot to gain by getting this deal done, and uh, we'll have to wait and see what the results of this hearing is uh, to see how that deal progresses. If you are a DIY investor, so that you could be a brand new investor, or you could be someone who's been investing for years and finally decided to look after things yourself rather than have things looked after by the bank, um, we do have our investing academy. And I will put a link in the description of this video below and I encourage you to go and check that out. So we deal with Canadians. They're from literally across the country and we have a very wide range of ages and also investment experience. So I would encourage you to have a look. Uh, Once this video is done, click that link. It'll take you to our academy and you can learn more there. In the not so friendly skies over the Canada Day weekend, Air Canada delayed or canceled nearly 2,000 flights. That's roughly half of all their trips. And this includes Air Canada Rouge and their regional partner, Jazz Aviation. They were disrupted from Saturday through Monday, according to figures uh, by the app FlightAware. 1,965 flights were delayed or canceled, which is over 52% of their scheduled flights. Now, other carriers like WestJet, Air Transat, Flair, they also experienced uh, disruptions, of course, but much lower than what we saw with Air Canada. And as an example, Air Canada had between 50 and 54% of their flights that departed on time. 
WestJet hit 77% nationwide, and Air Transat had between 60 and 85% of its flights depart on time. As we know, the air travel sector now is in the middle of its peak summer season, and Air Canada had 600,000 customers that were scheduled to be boarded on their flights between last Friday and Monday. That's what, according to the company's numbers. If you've traveled at all, you're going to uh, probably know that the disruption incidents have been trending upward over the past while. There are a lot of reasons for this, but mostly we can look, according to the airlines, to crowded flight schedules. So they're packing more and more flight schedule, schedule flights in. Um, and of course, the ubiquitous crew shortages that we're seeing these days. Other reasons that were cited for disruptions were thunderstorms in the Montreal area and in the U.S. Northeast. And Air Canada is the largest foreign carrier to the U.S. And so it also suffers, uh, I would say, disproportionately to the other Canadian carriers when we factor in um, all of the U.S. challenges that they've been facing as well. Um, also noted over the weekend that United Airlines had the highest percentage of flight disruptions of any U.S. carrier. And because Air Canada and United have this code sharing agreement, they're code share partners, this caused additional problems for Air Canada. Air Canada, in its defense, they note that they are now fully staffed. And in fact, they have more employees now than they did during the summer of 2019 before the COVID uh, pandemic. When Rogers recently closed their $26 billion merger with Shaw, I wondered aloud on this program what the fallout of that might be. It appears that we're starting to see some of that right away. In a memo to staff on Tuesday, CEO Tony Staffieri uh, said that Rogers has launched a voluntary departure program to certain employee groups designed to eliminate overlap after the merger. Most employees, though, in the customer-facing jobs, so these are things like uh, IT uh, technicians, uh, customer service, technical support agents, they are not eligible to participate in these packages. And they also noted that sports and media staff, so this includes on-air talent, it includes the producers, the directors, the writers, and the media technology operators, they're also not applicable. They cannot apply for this uh, package as well. Now, Staffieri also said, that although duplicate positions are being cut, Rogers has continued to hire new employees. And he mentioned, in fact, that they've hired more than 2,000 employees since the merger occurred. So that's a pretty good pace. This, though, was part of a set of conditions. So when they agreed to gain approval to this, they agreed that they would create 3,000 new jobs in Western Canada over the next five years and they committed to keeping those for at least a 10-year time period. Rogers also notes that they have finished bringing around 300 Shaw call center jobs that were based overseas to Canada, and this is part of their commitment for all of its customer service positions to be located within the country. Meta appears to be ready to launch a direct competition to Elon Musk's Twitter, and this brings further intrigue to the proposed cage match between Musk and Meta CEO Mark Zuckerberg. There's an app that has appeared on Apple's app store called Threads. And in the description of this app, it is described as a text-based conversation app that is linked to Instagram. It also says in the description that threads are where communities come together to discuss everything from the topics you care about today to what will be trending tomorrow. And this sounds pretty much like Twitter when you ask me. Uh, according to screenshots displayed on the listing, Instagram users are gonna be able to keep their usernames and follow the same accounts on the new application. So this could just be the new headache for Musk. And as we know, he acquired Twitter last year for $44 billion, and he's made a lot of controversial changes to the platform uh, since he took over. And this could just be a situation where Meta is smelling some blood and they're trying to take full advantage of the turmoil that's going on there right now in, in, uh, on Twitter to roll out their own competing platform. It's expected 
according to this news, that the new app might be live as early as tomorrow. Now, finally today, Quebecois, which is a big telecommunication and media firm here in Canada, they said this morning that it's going to be pulling its ads from Facebook and Instagram following a Meta Platform's decision to stop news, to stop offering access to news on both of those social media platforms here in Canada. And this relates to a, a law requiring payments by these platforms over to uh, local news publishers. Bill C-18, or what's known as the Online News Act, uh, it passed last week and is now going to force companies like Meta and Google to pay news publishers for their content. And both of these platforms, Google, Meta, they previously said that they would block access to the news articles in Canada if the law has passed. And they have now taken steps to do exactly that. Now, Brandon and I will be here in a couple of days for our Friday morning live session. Would love if you could join us for that. Also, check out our link for our investing academy in the description of this video here. As always, I thank you for watching this video and we will see you in a couple of days.